Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Tantra to me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I'm very excited to be sharing with you a live masterclass that I did yesterday called Create a Life You Love. And this masterclass will start by dropping in, doing a little meditation, uh, and then we'll get into the juice of kind of the foundations of creating a life you love, what that looks like, um, kind of the roadmap that I followed. There will be a few, you know, points in in this recording where I'll be answering some questions or responding to some comments that uh, my live listeners had. Uh, I think that you'll get some benefit out of those, so I kept them in. Um, and then I'll close out this this episode by uh, sharing about my latest offering, which is a group coaching and a course journey called uh, Turned On by Life. And it's all about creating a tantric lifestyle so that you're overflowing with juiciness uh, in, in all areas of your life. So I'm really excited to share this with you. Um, without further ado, here we go. So today we're going to be talking about creating a life you love, how I went from waiting, wishing, and wanting to being completely turned on by life itself by reclaiming the most powerful energy in my body. And with that being said, I'd love to start by sharing a short meditation with you guys just to get us all in the same vibration of really receiving the information that we're going to be going through today. So With that being said, I'll have you kind of sit up uh, straight so that your spine is, you know, elongated, rolling back the shoulders to open the heart space, taking a few grounding breaths, becoming really aware of the pace of your breath, inhaling slowly, guiding that breath into the lower belly first. And then inviting the inhale into the chest. And then a controlled, slow exhale. Continuing with that breath pattern, you can even put one palm on your lower belly and one on your heart. Just to feel that inhale go all the way down into your lower belly so that that lower hand gets pushed out a little bit. And then your chest expands and you feel that on the upper hand. Then a nice, slow exhale. Sticking with that, inhale deeply into the lower belly, into the chest. And this time with your exhale, make a sound or a sigh. (sighs) We're going to do that two more times. (sighs) Good. Once more, inviting some pleasure in this time. Good. Okay. Beautiful. Continuing to check in with that breath, keeping your eyes closed. 
With your next inhale, inviting in the energy of love. Feeling the energy of love in each inhale. Acknowledging that each breath you take is charged with the nutrients that you need to continue being, which is the ultimate gift of love from the universe. And that love in each inhale is alchemized in your heart space. Those nutrients come into your heart to be moved through your circulatory system to each and every cell in your body so that your entire being is vibrating with the energy of love. Taking this moment now to consider what you love about your body. Where have your legs taken you? Whom have your arms held? What music or laughter have your ears gifted you the ability of experiencing? Just taking this moment now to consider what you love about your body. And what do you love about your mind? What ideas have you conceptualized and brought into reality? What decisions have you made that you're proud of? What beauty or awareness has your intuition led you to discover? In this moment, appreciating your consciousness, your mind. And what do you love about your soul? What energy do you bring to the world? How do you make people feel? What are you passionate about? And how do you use your passions to ignite purpose? Taking this moment to truly appreciate the impenetrable core of your being, which transcends lifetimes, your soul. And then considering why your soul chose this lifetime, this body, these opportunities and challenges. What have you come here to grow through or learn from?
And what are you here to bring to the world? What is your energetic offering? Taking a moment to feel that soul purpose in your body, objectively observing any sensations, thoughts, feelings, or visualizations that may come up in this moment. And allowing that purpose to really fill your heart space. And then feeling the support of the earth beneath you. Recognizing that the earth has all the resources that we need to support this purpose. When you're ready, slowly begin to welcome yourself back into this class, into the present moment. Checking in with your body to see if there are any movements that it requires in this moment to come back. Maybe it's wiggling the toes and fingers. Maybe it's a a big full body stretch. Maybe it's a nice neck circle. I know I could always use that. And gently opening your eyes. Bringing with you that soul purpose. Why did your soul choose to be here right now? And I'm sure after connecting to our hearts, to our souls, uh, it wasn't to go to work, sleep, pay bills, and die, right? Especially in this time, this time that we're in when there's a lot of conflict and change and we have this real opportunity to evolve the collective conscious. I truly believe that everyone who's here, who's in this call, is, you know, a part of that mission is a real light worker and uh, bringing in the new earth and birthing in new earth. Thank you, Jess, for saying you're honored to be here with me today. I'm honored to be here with you. I really think that we're all mirrors for each other and um, the, the honoring goes all around. So, but touching into this idea of, you know, we didn't come here to just work, pay bills, and die, right? But that's what we've been made to believe leads to happiness. You know, it's like the American dream. You go to school, you get a good job, you know, work hard, work overtime, work overtime for sure. Uh, and then we'll give you this paycheck, but it's likely just going to be enough to cover, you know, your needs and you'll have a, a little bit of money, but save that, save that for retirement so that when you're 65, you you can't even do the things that you want to do with your body because, you know, you've been sacrificing your health along the way and all these things. And um, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of people in this kind of can see what's going on. Like we get that this is happening and there's some sort of rebellion among all of us. Like this isn't working. And maybe we're at various stages of like breaking out of that, you know, quote unquote matrix. But Um, you know, oftentimes as a society, it's so ingrained, like this system of giving our power away that like some of us don't even know what we do. Otherwise we're, we're not connected to what really gives us pleasure. What really turns us on in the experience of life beyond, you know, the short indulgences of maybe, you know, a glass of wine or, you know, a quick fuck or, or whatever, a short vacation to escape, you know, your job. And I don't want to say like those things are all fun. Don't get me wrong. 
But in this context, they are really just ways to escape your reality and to keep you from getting in touch with like, what do you really want? Like, what is it that lights your soul on fire that makes you obsessed with your own life, makes you obsessed with yourself in a really, you know, compassionate way in the way that says, I'm obsessed with my life and you should be too. We all deserve to be this like stoked to be here as humans. That's how I feel at least. Um, so essentially, you know, you're basically dead as it is if, if you're in this paradigm, right? But what if I told you that the biggest impact you can make on the planet right now is to create a life that you love? Can you guys relate to this at all? Do you feel like this makes sense? Maybe you tried working the normal, you know, nine to five corporate thing and it just like isn't working or wasn't working for you. Or maybe you were skeptical from the start and you kind of tried to start a business or like follow your artistic pursuits, but you felt a lot of, you know, worthiness issues coming up in your own brain or like, how is this going to work? I don't know anyone else that has done this successfully, or maybe you're getting judgment from others and it's just like really keeping you from, you know, fully being in the enjoyment, the pleasure of like all of the, you know, freedom and the, uh, the pleasure that came with, you know, choosing that life path. Right. Um, but does it, does like this idea of, you know, feeling this impact, um, to create a life you love, does that feel in resonance with what you tapped into in the meditation? Like this idea that you can have impact just by being like in your desire. Um, you guys feel free to, uh, chat in the chat boxes while I know Meg really resonates. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. But it's, it's also tapping into this, this feeling of like, is it possible to have the abundance and freedom it may require to be of purpose, in purpose and have a life I love? Um, you know, some of us feel like there's going to be challenges along the way and inevitable failure. And maybe that's uncomfortable. Um, that's definitely something that I faced as well. And, and I'll have to say that failure is inevitable. Problems are inevitable no matter what work you're doing. But in the end of the, at the end of the day, you get to choose what those problems are and you get to choose to see failure as, um, as a, as a roadmap, as a, a, a way to point you in the right direction to make a tweak or maybe to go in a different way. But, uh, I'm curious if this feels believable for you. Maybe you're totally on board. You're like, yes, I know that, creating a life I love is my path to purpose as well as my path to, to helping, you know, the entire world. Um, but I just haven't figured out how to do it. Like I'm a little bit confused on where to start. There's not a lot of, you know, positive role models out there for me. Um, I'm not getting to see the behind the scenes stuff that's happening, or maybe it's just too hard to believe at this point at all. Uh, I've definitely felt both of those <laughs> at many points in my journey. Um, doubt is is a, is an interesting uh, marker as well of of where we're at and and our beliefs, and that's also something to lean into. Uh, moving on with this, I think I accidentally went backwards here. Okay, so I want to kind of step into what does it actually feel like to you know, create a life you love? Like, what does that look like? So we can all get clear on, you know, 
the base standard for creating life you love. So to me, when you're completely turned on by life, you know that anything less than living in your soul purpose is not only a disservice to yourself, but it's also a disservice to the world. So this means that like you've got these incredible gifts, you've got these beautiful talents um, and unique qualities to bring to the world. Um, and to not do that, to not live in that is like, you're not fulfilled because you don't have this purpose. And then on top of that, like everyone else is missing out. Uh, you also feel safe to pursue and receive your deepest desires. And to me, um, what this looks like is oftentimes when we get something that we wanted or that feels good, that we like to receive we often get stuck in like a mind drama. Like for example, if you get like a raise at work or you sign a new client or you have some sort of money coming in, it often turns into, oh, well, I have this unexpected expense that I have to pay for and how am I going to cover this and that? And like, it's all going to be gone before I can really receive it and enjoy it, right? Or maybe you're in, you know, an intimate setting, you're in, you know, sexual pleasure and you're feeling this incredible pleasure, but then you're in your mind of like, am I going to orgasm? When am I going to orgasm? He's, it's, it's taking too long. My partner doesn't want to wait for this. I've got to just like, and so you're, not only are you like probably not going to have the orgasm because you're stuck in this, but you're also not enjoying what is there in the moment, which is receiving this incredible pleasure that's coming in that may not be climatic, but is just generally feels good, right? Uh, also when you're, you know, creating a life you love, it's seeing hardships as opportunities to, as opportunities to trust, um, being empowered to create a life you love alongside the universe. So this is like realizing that your mess can be your message and you can transform your pain into purpose or even pleasure as well. It's seeing like, even the complicated things can have a silver lining and like, I can spin this because I'm a divine creatress, um, or creator. Uh, it's also, you know, being fully present for your pleasure. This kind of goes back to what I was speaking to earlier. It's turning your heartbreaks into initiations of self-love. It's seeing like that all of our relationships are mirrors for what's going on inside. So if we feel like, you know, a lover has abandoned us in some way, it's often ourselves. Like we've abandoned a part of ourselves and we get to fall in love with that, which is really exciting. Uh, and it's also seeing that your truth inspires others to show up authentically and vulner vulnerably alongside you. It's seeing that um, when you speak your truth, uh, you're you're worthy of having that truth, you know, spoken. You're worthy of sharing it. It's safe to be who you are, and that also inspires other people to step into their truth to be who they are too, which is incredibly powerful. We all know and want more authenticity in this world, right? And you also become the boss of your own life. No more giving your power away to your problems. No more victimhood. No more letting parents, religion, society, or even gurus be like the end all and be all of what works. I mean, it's not to say you don't appreciate the perspectives, but you get to make your own rules. You get to take what they have to say and then come back home to yourself. And in that way, you really become uh, a light for others, which is really, really exciting as well. Uh and, you know, kind of stepping in into that further, what happens when, you know, we live in a world where more people are turned on by life itself? To me, it's really like this infinite reaction that, you know, can go into the world. You inspire other people. Um, you know, when you become turned on by life, you are operating at a higher vibration of love and trust and your every interaction becomes this unconscious energetic exchange 
you know, so that everyone that you're in contact with is left off better than you were before. And I think we've all witnessed this at some level, like you come across someone and, you know, you're, you're going into like a place, a service, a service place, for example, and you're expecting it to be this, you know, really painful experience, but they're so like the person working the desk or whatever is so helpful. And like, you can tell that they're just like, they're grateful for where they're at. They can see how this plays, you know, a, a bigger role in, in their, you know, cosmic situation. And it's amazing. And we've also all experienced the opposite, right? Where we're dealing with someone that's just obviously not happy to be where they're at. But you can see how like after that interaction, more often than not, you're absorbing a little bit of the energy of the interaction. And then you go on your day and you're either carrying this like, or you're carrying this like, oh, things are working for me, right? And so when you are able to show up in that way, every single person you touch gets to, you know, go on with that more positive outlook too, to feel into that. So when you're creating a life you love, you almost become like intoxicating. And I know for myself, the more that I've worked with, you know, Tantra and sacred sexuality, the more people I've had randomly approach me, like friends and family saying, you've really evolved a lot very quickly. Or, you know, even on social media saying like you exude this like luxurious sort of energy what are you doing how did you get there and that's honestly how I started doing the work that you know I'm doing now uh was just having lots of people ask but it was a long process and that's definitely something that I want to bring more people into how this happens and how to cut through like the crap you know not to say that all of the uh, resources that I've used up until now have all been amazing. Um, but you're definitely getting this sense of really uh, old school sort of modalities and teachings that aren't always very applicable to our modern way of living and the modern stressors that we face. Uh, and then you have lots of like, again, the gurus that it's just like you have to follow everything to a T. Otherwise, you're never going to have enlightenment or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's just not how it works and it doesn't have to be that way. It can be that way, but it doesn't have to. And I'd love to share that perspective. And that's why we're here right now. But the idea is that when more people are turned on by life, there's more evidence that it is possible out there in the world too, that life is more than again, work bills and death, right? So you're showing people that there's another way to do this. That's a lot more fun, uh, and transformative too. And that's really how we evolve the collective. When you're bringing this light into the world, it someone else turns on a light and someone else turns on their light. And then it becomes this really expansive, infinite sort of effect that you can have just by being, you know, your, your pure self, which is super exciting. But how do we do it? How do we do it? Uh, to me, it all starts with sex. It all starts with how we came into this world. Sex made me. It made you. It made everyone listening. Uh, it also makes all the food that we eat. All the plants in the world are made by some sort of, you know, reproductive energetic exchange. All of the animals too. Uh, even the clothes that we're wearing, if it was made from some sort of, um, plant fiber or animal fiber also made by sex. I mean, if you look around you, almost everything that you see was either directly created via this sexual energetic exchange, or it was created by someone or something that was created by, 
you know, someone that was created by a sexual energetic exchange. So we really see that it's like the fabric of our reality. Um, and given that sexuality touches us all so intimately and that it, in that it creates our existence and drives us through it, like the, the idea of living and living in your, in, in your body is what, you know, keeps us alive, keeps us with this desire to live. When we understand that, that it's really this fabric of our existence, we can also get a sense that when you learn how to harness this energy, your life force can empower you to create more juicy and expansive realities. I see you guys asking some questions. I love it. Um, I'm going to come back to these uh, at another point too. So don't think that I'm ignoring you. I'm definitely going to come back to these. Um, I just want to get through the points. Cool. Super excited to, to follow up with all of these though, as we are coming into the, uh, to the close of this, but we still have some, some, some juice and some time here. Um, okay, cool. So when we reclaim our eroticism, we are able to channel it. We're able to channel it into all aspects of our lives to even have something that you may or may not have heard of called a Kundalini awakening experience, which is really where you're stepping into more expansive perspectives of reality. It's like nothing around you changes, but you can see it all differently, which is really exciting in a really beautiful way. Um, we're able to uh, to alchemize pain into purpose, to trust the divinity of life. When we master our sexual energy, we are really able to channel it, to bring it into every moment of our life so that we are turned on by life itself. We are tapping into the original creative force when we're working with uh, our life force energy or our sexual energy. And on that note, I, I know that I keep saying things like life force and kundalini and sexual energy and eros and all of these things. And I'm going to kind of go a little bit deeper to explain that these are all the same thing. Okay. And this quote, I think is so great for that. And uh, it's Abraham Hicks, sexual energy and spiritual energy are identical energy. When you are tuned in, tapped in, turned on, that's turned on. When source energy flows through you, it flows through you. You cannot separate one from the other. I love this. I love this quote. And to me, this is saying that like this energy of being turned on can be called life force energy, or it can be called eros, or it can be called kundalini, but it's all the same thing. And you may even like start to get this sense of like, oh, I felt that in a, I felt this energy in a non-sexual setting. Um, for me and, and for many of the people that I work with, you often feel it when like, like I feel it when I'm working on something really exciting, like working on this experience to share with you guys, I really felt it. I felt this like, ooh, I'm turned on. I'm excited about this, you know? Um, or when I'm painting, uh, maybe you felt it when you met someone new, like a new friend and like, again, not in a sexual way, but you could just like feel this almost like, ooh, I'm a little bit like, ex- like turned on by this person. It's like, I feel like they're going to be a big part of my life. Um, funny story, I actually had that experience happen and I was like, I'm, I'm heterosexual, um, very, uh, very mostly, (laughs) but I remember when I met one of my best friends, I was like really turned on her presence. And I was like, am I like, is my sexuality changing? Like, this is so weird. I have no desire to be with her intimately in any way and never have, but I literally felt this like, Ooh, like this person's going to be a big part of my life energy. Um, some people feel it when they're deep in yoga or in meditation, this like sort of like a wave might come over you. For me, I feel it as like a fluttering at the base of my spine. 
Uh, it kind of just like zips up and warms me. Um, have you guys felt anything like this? This would be a good time to, to jump into the chat box if, if you feel like you've had something like this happen and you kind of want to share what that was like. I'm going to go ahead and answer Jess while you guys uh, tap in some messages if you'd like. So uh, Jess had said, I fear I will lose interest once I go after the life that I love. Making my pleasures work will possibly get mundane. And I put in so much effort and changes that it will go to waste. What I have to say about this is like, you're like, you might change your mind. Like you might be like, oh, I actually want this other thing, but it's all about the process. Like if you're having fun in the process of creating that life and then you get to the end and you're like, oh, okay, like I see this, but like, I actually have this dream now. Great. Then you get to do it again. Like that's the fun part about life is that you're constantly creating. And there's something like in that process of creating the first life that you love, um, you're learning all of these things to make it easier the next time. And that's when you become this real magnet that there starts to be less of like a, a time lag and when your deepest desires like come to fruition, if that makes sense. Jess had said as well, um, when I'm with my friends, it sets my heart on fire. I love that community is so important. And that's why I love these live calls because we do get to connect like as a tribe, uh, which is really beautiful. And, uh, John Ilda, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, or maybe it's just John. Let me know. Um, but you're welcome for being here. You had asked, how can we deal with the fear of going after the life you want, but not getting it? What if you get disappointed and what are some of the signs that tell you this is the life you want? Sometimes I feel I don't read the signs. Sometimes I feel I ignore them because if they are against my current reality, I have some people go or take drastic changes to get there. Yeah. So love this question. And so much of this is about like learning to trust yourself again, which we'll go into more because what tends to happen is we're giving our power away. And so we forget how to like really trust ourselves and to trust our desires. So I'm going to go into that a bit more and I'll, and I'll answer that as well. Mauricio had said, I think that I felt that energy when I eat something really de delicious or try a new dish, uh, especially desserts. I love this. That's such a good example of feeling that life force within you. Beautiful. Okay. We're going to keep going so that we can get to those other pieces that I had discussed. Okay. Perfect answer to your question. Uh, how do I create a life that I love? Really? Truly? You take your power back, which is really exciting. Um, you take your power back. We often are so used to giving our power away, to giving our life force away, um, that it, 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 like, I mean, it starts with our sexuality, really. When we're kids, we're told that, you know, we, we're not even allowed to, like, name our sexual parts, right? They were called, like, PP and, like, bottom and, you know, things like that. And so it, we start out with this, like, you know, shame around this power based on, like, where it originates, right? And then we're being told, you know, it's wrong or dirty to, you know, take part in these unless it's in a very, you know, predetermined context such as marriage. And that often, you know, kind of goes against our nature uh, as well. You know, even seeing that like, you know, things, things like pleasure and emotion, like when we're kids and we scream with joy, we're told to, you know, be quiet and calm down. Or if we're screaming from anger or sadness, we're also told to calm down. We're told not to like listen to our bodies and to listen to like what's going on. We're not taught the proper way to channel our emotional energy. And when I say emotions, I'm talking about energy in motion. That's what emotions are. So we're often told to like 
hide them in our bodies and then they get stuck. And then we can't tell what is what we really want or what is this stuck emotion that's like, you know, ruling our reality. And, you know, we're starting at our sexuality because as we know now, that's the fabric of our existence. But as above, so below. So the way that you're approaching, you know, pleasure and intimacy and sexuality often touches all other aspects of our lives. Um, and in, in, in the way that we, if we're, if we're giving away our power in that way, we're also giving away our power in the work that we do. You know, we're giving away our power in relationships. We're staying in relationships that aren't really serving us or we're not sticking up for like our needs or our preferences or our boundaries, things like that. I mean, we're instructed from a very young age to give our power away, to not think for ourselves, to not listen to what our bodies are telling us. We're told to listen to our parents. We're told to listen to governments. We're told to listen to our teachers, scientists, religious authorities, etc. And I don't want to say that these institutions like are wrong by any means, but the idea is that like you get all of the narratives, you like take it all in. Like, this is what the government says. This is what my mom is saying, like all of the things. But then you get to say, based on all that I know and what I feel in my body, I'm going to decide what direction to take. It's about investing your energy. Instead of giving your energy away, you're investing it into yourself and into the direction that you feel is in most alignment with your desired outcome or your purpose. So again, not to say that these institutions don't have their merit, not to say that your parents don't want the best for you because they most certainly do, but we're coming into a time where we get to be our own authority. We get to have the balance of looking at all the data looking at the experiences of others, respecting our elders, and choosing for ourselves. Based on all of this information that I have from all of these incredible resources, what do I feel in my body? And that's the direction that I'm going to go in. Okay? So it's really tapping into our soul longing and our intuition for what will work for us. And the beautiful thing is that everyone is unique and the world is always changing. There is no constant accept your relationship with yourself. And that's why it's so important to get back into that relationship to take that power back. You know, intuition is something that um, was so completely disregarded as woo-woo where I grew up. I'm not sure if it was like that for you listeners, but um, it's time to take that back. It really is. Even in many new age lineages uh, of, you know, mindfulness and stuff, it's like, worship the guru, follow the prescribed path, and then that's how you find nirvana, etc. So we need to begin to come back to ourselves to see the divine within ourselves. Um, but we can reclaim this energy. We can totally harness it and to bring this energy of being turned on into every aspect of our lives. And that's how we really become our own guru as well. Uh, Moving into talking about, you know, understanding the the energetic body and how this energy moves in our body, uh, I really love the way the Hindu lineages of Tantra explain the way that Kundalini moves through the Kundalini chakra system, which we see here in this beautiful woman. Um, and this is also a great example of how to respect and feel gratitude for 
you know, the teachings of the past for, you know, elders, whatever, but still be able to create your own. Like I've studied under these Hindu lineages. I've also studied sacred sexuality from Christianity, from that perspective, from um, more shamanic Tantra lineages. I've worked one-on-one with people. I've worked in group settings and in every single situation. I don't think there's been a single person I've worked with that I'm like, I love everything you do. I'm doing all of it and nothing else. Um, I take a little bit here and I take a little bit there and then I create, I get to create what works for me, what really resonates. Right. Um, so I'm super grateful for this roadmap that I've been provided, which is the Kundalini chakra system, because it is so much of what I base my work on. Uh, so according to Tantra, Kundalini energy rests, uh, like a coiled serpent at the base of our spine. And when we become turned on, when we um, begin to awaken this life force energy, and again, this isn't just in sexual settings, we can bring this into every moment of our lives. Uh, But when we start to, to wake that up, that energy flows up through our energy centers. Oftentimes, though, we have the energy centers are misaligned or blocked, again, because we have trauma and limiting beliefs and fears that like keep us from fully experiencing that presence of the energy moving through our bodies. So to to expand on that, we have these chakras. Chakra means uh, wheel um, in Sanskrit. Uh, And so we have these energy centers that are like wheels. They're kind of like these vortexes. And they're located in this central channel along the body. There are seven main chakras from the base of the spine up to the crown of the head. And each is associated with a different aspect of our being. And as we begin to understand, you know, what each of these chakras governs, it can help you identify like where you're giving your power away, basically where you have some sort of, you know, limiting belief or trauma or fear that's getting in the way of that energy fully moving through you. So what tends to happen is when we have, you know, these opportunities to give our power away, we have these traumas and triggers, uh, it creates an energetic block, right? It's like the energy can't move through because I have this fear here. Um, and that creates dis-ease in the energetic body. And to me, everything is energy, but the energy is playing out on our physical pl- plane, right? Uh, so when we have this block in our energetic body, it creates dis-ease. Our energetic body is out of ease. It's not feeling great. And if over a long period of time, if we don't, you know, if we don't resolve that, if we don't come home to ourselves and address those blocks, that dis-ease in our energetic body becomes physical disease. We start to see things like in the root chakra, which is the lowest chakra, uh, you know, near our perineum, our sexual organs, things like that. A lot of, you know, children that are in homes where there's a lot of conflict or um, just don't feel safe, maybe divorced parents going back and forth. They might have, you know, things like wetting the bed or, you know, having problems with potty training, things like that, which was something that like I experienced (laughs) to be, you know, completely vulnerable with you guys. Um, Another really uh, common one that we could describe would be the, the heart chakra. If you have an energetic block here, often it's like kind of like that hunched sort of, you know, thing that, that people do with their bodies. That's to protect your heart um, so that you're not you're not broken again. You're not hurt again. I don't want to be seen because that would make me vulnerable to the potential of love coming into my life. Um, the opposite of that would would be a different type of imbalance in the heart chakra would be something like 
CEOs are very capitalistic people, people that like work really hard and have a lot of stress. They're often, you know, not taking care of themselves, not really loving themselves. And oftentimes if they're working for, you know, a modern uh, business, oftentimes those are really exploiting a lot of people. And that can cause us to have to shut down our heart center, to shut down our compassion. And so a lot of people that, you know, are in these spaces have a lot of like heart conditions, have heart attacks, things like that. Um, so that's another, another way to think about it for myself growing up. I also used to have a lot of, um, like strep throat and, uh, like coughs and things like that. And to me, it's very obvious that it was because I didn't feel safe to speak my truth. I didn't feel like I would be welcome, that it would be okay for me to be who I am. So I just closed it off. I didn't speak. Um, you know, people that have lots of, uh, depression or more mental, mental issues or, um, headaches and things like that. It's often a, a third eye sort of intuition, not trusting yourself, uh, going against your better judgment over a period of time leads you to not trust yourself, anxiety here, um, or, you know, the crown chakra as well, just not feeling connected to the oneness that we all are as well. So those are just some examples of, you know, getting a sense of how these energetic blocks can really keep you from, you know, reclaiming that power. But again, once you get a sense of this, once you're able to be in your body and feel into it, that's what it takes to move the energy. Okay, beautiful. So continuing here. At this point, I'd love to introduce you guys to a course that I'm now launching. It's called Turned On by Life. It's a four-month tantric journey for the art of living. And this is really the opportunity to go deep into each of these chakras to tailor I program a tantric lifestyle that works directly for you based on what's going on in your energetic body. Uh, so we'll use the, the Kundalini chakra system as a, as a roadmap to create a tantric lifestyle, exploring spiritual intimacy, embodiment, mindset, and artistic expression. This course encourages you to dismantle those limiting beliefs and societal conditionings to empower you to reclaim the most powerful creative force in your body, which as we know is the same as your sexual energy. So as you harness this inner power, you know, you create a pleasure filled life filled life that feels so juicy that you're overflowing with purposeful desire. So I want to go over quickly, you know, the depth that we'll be going with here. So again, it's four months. We have nine modules here. We'll be starting with awakening arrows. So just learning about how this how this energetic system really works overall um, and, you know, getting a sense of how to begin to awaken that energy and to feel it in your body, being able to witness this energy. Then we'll talk about getting to the root. So talking about the root chakra, this is going to be in alignment with, are you feeling safe in this energy? Does it feel okay to, uh, express yourself, uh, in this world to step out, to be who you are? Um, and then we'll, we'll get in touch with emotional alchemy. So this is the, the sacral chakra, which is the second chakra. And we'll be touching on, you know, pain and pleasure and how to really use emotion or energy and motion to create consciously your reality. Um, looking at the extremes of like, how do we alchemize pain? How do we, how do we feel safe to fully receive the pleasure? Then we'll be going on to module four, which is ego on purpose. Here we're, we're working with the, uh, um, 
the the solar plexus which is this area uh the solar plexus is really stepping into like being feeling comfortable to be seen to be confident to live in purpose to let go of the ego that worries so much about what other people are thinking of you um and if you're worthy of this purpose that you have as well uh, module six will step into the heart space. So talking about unconditional love, you know, really loving yourself first. Uh, and then how does that show up in your relationships? How are you, you know, mirroring with other people? And how do you find a way to love everyone and also to love all that is the world, including, you know, the things that feel really, you know, like terrors, right? Being able to see that everything has its place in this world and how do we make peace with that and love this as the totality of the human experience. And it's also, you know, coming into those heartbreaks as initiations as well, seeing like the the painful things as a moment to find compassion for yourself too. Uh, then we'll be moving into sharing your highest truth. So talking about the throat chakra, uh, for this one, uh, you know, getting in touch with what do you really want? What is your real truth? How do you confidently share that with others? It's definitely another one of our, our main creative centers, which is, you know, creating a life you love, right? Um, and then it's also seeing that as you create, as you share your truth, you are inspiring all the people around you to also see that there is evidence that this can be done, which again, creates a more authentic and vulnerable, you know, environment holistically. Uh, then we'll be talking about opening the third eye. So the third eye is all about our intuition. It's about trusting ourselves. It's really fully coming back in to that power. It's, you know, being able to touch into the, the things that you're feeling and seeing that aren't necessarily perceived with our naked five senses. It's like that gut reaction or that, you know, you get those chills when something really lights you up or, or whatever it is. It's leaning into that trust. Then we'll be talking about embodying your highest self. So this is really coming into the crown chakra. This is seeing that we're all divine. We have this oneness, like I'm a king or queen or goddess, God, and so are you. We all have this innately in us because we are all one and fully embodying that highest timeline available for you. And then we'll go into just integrating. What does it look like when we're applying all of these you know, moments and modalities to create a tantric lifestyle that really sets us up for, you know, this amazing expansion. And that's what Tantra means. Tantra actually means uh, woven modalities for expansion. So we'll be working with lots of different things, including sexuality, because that is such an important piece of this. But just to kind of go over what each module includes. Again, each module lasts two weeks. Um, so the first, uh, so the first thing we'll be doing is a 90 minute, maybe two hour lesson and live grouping group coaching call. So you guys will also have a chance to come on and speak, to share what's going on. Um, and, and we'll also spend, you know, each week we'll go deep into one of those chakras, uh, included in that will also be a guided meditation to root in and support with that integration. There will also be a workbook with activities, journaling, course materials, and homework. I also included, which I'm really excited about, art therapy assignments. I do have an art therapy life coach certification. And to me, when we're talking about like creating a life that you love, art therapy is so powerful to like physically create something in a sitting. It, it's so boosting and also really therapeutic as well so i'm really excited to include that too there will of course be pleasure and embodiment rituals to touch into that intimacy piece um an exclusive whatsapp group check-in i also want to go back here to also say that the dates on this on this slide correspond to the live group lessons and coaching calls for each module 
So each call will take place at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and they will all be recorded. So it's not necessary for you to be present for any or all of the calls if you'd like to take take part in this group container, although live participation is always encouraged. Uh, But the playbacks will be made available to all participants with lifetime access, you know, along with all of these other amazing course materials. And if you didn't, you know, make it to one of those uh, those calls, again, we have that exclusive WhatsApp group check-in so you can, uh, you know, still contribute in that way and also, you know, get in touch with other people, maybe team up and, and get connected for some of the activities that we'll be doing. Uh, and then, of course, there will be, you know, other extended resources along the way that I'll offer, like, you know, movement medicine, you know, podcast episodes, books, you know, music, things that, you know, if you feel like something's missing, that I've had this other opportunity to go deeper, you know, this is really your chance to, like, create what works for you to be creative and to co-create with each other, to say, oh, I love doing this and I applied you know, this concept to my painting and this is what I did. And, and it's again, that opportunity to really inspire each other as well. There's also an included optional VIP upgrade, which includes, uh, four coaching one-on-one coaching sessions, you know, in the duration of our time together over this container. And that will also be one-on-one text and voice note support too. So in addition to the group chat, you'll also have, you know, one-on-one support as well. And that just about wraps up the recording of the live masterclass. I did do uh, quite a lengthy Q&A at the end of the masterclass as well. So I definitely want to encourage you if you have any questions for me about this group coaching course experience or about uh, any of my other offers or about you know anything with sacred sexuality, I'm happy to open myself up to hold space for that. Additionally, I would love to touch in on this special offer that I'm offering in regards to the course, the investment, the energetic exchange. I originally was going to uh, end the special offer, which is quite you know, a big discount on the investment. Um, I was going to end it today, the day after the masterclass, but because of some technical difficulties and delays in getting you know, the, the replay out to you guys, I've decided to extend it until Sunday the 10th. So that gives you a little bit more time to feel into this, to, you know, take a few listens to this this uh, episode if you'd like to. Uh, that being said, you can kind of check out all the details uh, at talktantratome.com slash turned dash on, or you can just go to talktantratome.com uh, and then click on the work with me tab and you should, you should be able to find it from there. And definitely, again, if you have any questions, pop into my Instagram um, DMs or email, talktantratome at gmail.com. But thank you so much for, you know, as always, opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I'd love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And also those reviews help, you know, bounce this podcast up a bit in in the algorithms, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. Um, And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I love it if you screenshot this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next time on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta!